Welcome to the Views Podcast with your hosts, Nate Farmer Eden and Cole Farrow. Get ready to move even closer to financial freedom as they reveal the real estate investing strategies you need to acquire assets you can cash flow or flip. Now, let's get into today's show. Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome. So amazing to have you guys back yet again for another amazing episode of Views. I'm here with my co-host, Cole. Cole, come on stage with me, brother. What's going on, Nate? Oh, my goodness. Another fun-filled night, man. How you doing? Doing good. Doing good. Another day in paradise. Can't complain. Oh, dude, just running numbers, running deals, and trying to survive, right? My eyes are bleeding. We've run so many numbers. It's uh, they're blurring <laughs> together. Oh, man, are we just getting started? Holy cow. That's it. Oh, man. So we have an amazing episode coming up today. We are interviewing one of the best in the business to ever do it, Joel Mekavilka. I want to pronounce it, but I'm probably slaughtering it. So he's going to definitely correct me on that. But we're going to bring him on stage and we're going to run through everything. Joel, come on the stage, brother. Good to see you, man. Good to see you, too. How are you guys? Doing good. Good. Hey, listen, Joel, before we jump in your interview, I want to hit a few quick housekeeping items. First, anyone listening, please leave us a rating and review. We would greatly appreciate it. That helps us grow and educate others. Second, please subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And third, as always, buckle up because it's going to be a hell of a ride. <laughs> it's going to be so good. All right, man. So, Joa, do me a favor, man. We've talked offline quite a bit about some of the stuff that you've got going on, rather be from flipping, rather be construction, working your W-2 job, man. So what got you here? What brought you here? What made you interested in real estate? What made me interested in real estate? So I came up like a lot of people where we didn't have much money growing up at all, didn't have much going on. And I was honestly a C student at best. School was not my thing. Test taking was not my thing. And I wanted to have stuff and grow and I didn't start into real estate until maybe five, six years ago, maybe something like that on my own and just learning and growing, trying to get out of that nine to five mindset and getting bigger out there and meeting more people and just trying to get that, that American dream, if you would, and trying to make sure I can help those that I didn't get to help when I grew up, just help whoever I can, any way I can and just pay it forward. Dude, love it. Love it. Love it. Thank you. That's incredible. So tell us about your investment strategy. What do you like to invest in? What do you do besides that? I know you have a lot going on. So give us a little more details. So I started single family homes, things like that, things I wasn't true, you know, very good at um, doing the construction myself, doing the, the leading myself. I work after hours, nights, weekends, things like that to save money and get things going. It worked well at first. I didn't know what I was doing or what areas to go in. I just looked for what I thought was good deals. Now, with years experience of the good, the bad, the ugly, knowing there's other ways to do things and other ways to leverage things, it's just so crazy when you think you're doing great. And, you know, when I met you, Nate, then I met you later, Cole, and just talking to each other, adding those pieces you need to build and grow was ridiculous for me. I, I was always that kind of guy of, Here's all my money. No one's going to tell me how to use it better than I am. And I can do it best. And I was dead wrong. Um, you know, joining Nate's Academy was my first step. Uh, it was pretty good deal. Uh, people seemed to know what they were doing. So I actually spent the money, did it, and started learning a lot more, a lot quickly. And I'm an, I'm an introvert. So, you know, Nate, when I first met you, you made it easy. You talked the majority of the time. And I just said, listen, um, 
<laughs> so it was easy for me. It was easy to just talk and it was just wasn't my thing. So meeting people like you, Cole, I'm going to these events that I was sitting at a table by myself and not really intermingling until people forced it upon me. That changed everything for me. I started going from single family to multifamily to now finally, knock on wood, selling my two of my duplexes and getting into commercial, not just as but getting into it as an investor. It's just it's just crazy. I I don't know what I tell my past self if I can see where I'm at today and where I'm going. That's awesome. That's awesome. And it's like, I think it's a common path. You know, you start doing everything yourself. You slowly bring into, okay, there might be a better way. You start meeting people and you're like, oh, there's definitely a better way. And I feel like that process is so normal and it's also very humbling. So I feel like we all go through that, but cool to hear the progression and see where you're going now. thousand percent, man. Dude, hats off to you. And fingers crossed on the sale of both those duplexes. That is amazing. Yeah. I got, I got above asking, so... Can't complain. Dude, keep crushing it, man. Keep us in the loop. Keep us posted. And which is actually an amazing segue going into the next part. So my next question for you is you mentioned a little bit about your upbringing and not being very good with being able to try to figure it out, listening to other people kind of my way or the highway kind of mentality. So what kind of challenges did you face? What kind of lessons have you learned along the way? Tell me a few of those horror stories. Everybody's got them. What's going on? Yeah, we need a part two for that. Jesus, um, what did I learn? <laughs> so I learned a lot. I mean, I learned when I first started, I started doing my own construction, my own kind of thing. And then eventually it was just like, I need to outsource this and getting trades I didn't know. It's, it's so important to, even if you don't know, to be there with them, ask questions, learn how to do it get multiple bids. I mean, <clears throat> I looking back on what I know today, I probably overspent on one of my projects that I still have today. I'm keeping that one. It's a great area. I probably overspent $35,000 in renovations that I could have saved. And hindsight being 2020, I'm now looking into roofing, construction, concrete, everything. I've got all the code books behind me. There's no way I'm going to any tradesperson that I don't cover and just taking their word for it. I need to be there get materials, get the scope, learn it. I mean, without knowing that, regardless if you're a numbers guy, a broker speaking guy, whatever the case is, you need to get a little bit of each area. Uh, I got quoted for a roof on a flip. I'm going to do 8,000 to 6,000. Knowing what I know today, I showed them my license, showed them what I know, walked with them, spoke their language of roofing and me getting materials, $2,000. We agreed to a price of 1250. So just off of that alone, I'm saving on my project six grand or so. And my partners love that. They're like, oh, you know, that's that's amazing. And that's why you have someone with their foot in the game on your side. Yes, I'm probably getting a bigger cut from this deal, but I'm saving us (laughs) tens of thousands overall. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. I think it's super valuable, just like you said, to know a little bit about, you know, each of the segments you go in. Because just like you said, I mean, I've talked to so many flippers and investors and they don't know anything about anything rehab and they go into a monster project. And just like that, they lose a lot or Mm -hmm. they get hurt or then they get burnt and they get out. And it's, you know, you definitely got to dive into it. So I love that. You mentioned flips. So tell me about your funding, financing. What do you do for funding? What do you do for financing? What's that picture look like? So when I first started, I mean, it was all, you know, just me doing my own thing. I would save and save. It took me probably three years to save enough to get my first duplex. Um, I didn't know the birth strategy, so I waited a little bit, saved more money, got my second duplex, 
and it was just a really slow game. After meeting uh, Nate Barger and joining his group and learning the whole bird process, I took not much, like 10 grand to fix them both up, increase the value immediately, refinanced it, raised, raised the rents and refinanced it, took that cash. I was able to buy two more immediately and do it again and again, over and over, just so much faster, so much quicker. And it's just crazy going to these events, meeting people, talking to them. I mean, they're probably the humblest people I've met so far and has changed my, my mindset and my outlook of talking to others and growing with them and being part of a team. Awesome. <laughs> I love that. So I, I got to ask, before I dive into my, my next, next question, how was it and how is it now utilizing rather it be, I, I don't know if it's a combination of like OPM standing for other people's money, hard money. Uh, and how do you come about that to be able to, to fund those that way? So OPM, that's a great one. I mean, I, again, being an introvert and not speaking out there to so many people and not, as you can probably see, I have little to no social media presence. That was something I never thought I could do, capital raising at all. And I didn't until, Nate, you and I started talking maybe a month ago. Those that know me are in my circle or in my group of friends. When they hear about what I'm doing, yeah, they're all for it. But until they find out I'm willing to go in JV with somebody, I think we've accumulated what over $200,000 in less than three weeks of people wanting to be in the deal because they've seen what can happen, what can be done. And that's before any social media. So now I've hired a social media manager and they looked at my photos and my albums. They're like, listen, you have everything you have, you need here for the next few years. You need a post, (laughs) but I'm not, I'm not going to be. We're going to post five times a day for the next five years. And we still have extra content. (laughs) Right. You just said, you know, it's just something I never did. So I was never a capital raiser in my eyes. Like Keisha Kennedy is an amazing capital raiser. John Kasman, Tim Best, Tim Vitale. These guys, their name, if they're on something, I have no issue investing with them. I know it's going to make some money. I know they vetted everything. I just never had that confidence level to be able to say, I have no issue losing my money, but I don't want to lose someone else's. But as I'm growing and learning and teaming up with guys like you that know what they're doing, I mean, I feel more confident in it. And if I'm in something, I had two guys or two buddies tell me, Joao, if you're in the deal, I'm in the deal. Simple as that. They know I'm not going to lose it. It's going to treat it like my own. And I'm going to go the extra mile to make sure we're all profitable. So powerful. So many good pieces there. <laughs> Tons of nuggets. I, I'm just like, holy cow. Okay, so let's transition a little bit. We, we talked a little bit about your strategy. Talked about how you're funding the deals. But this is... Next question is, where do you invest? What kind of markets are you into? Uh, do you mainly stick to, you know, where you're at now? Like, and, and tell me a little bit about how you go about determining this is a place that I want to go ahead and drop my money or other people's money. So I like, I'm in North Carolina now. I like the Carolinas just because it's growing like crazy. Whether you know North Carolina or not, you've heard of Charlotte, North Carolina. Whether you know Georgia or not, you've heard of Atlanta. These are things that everyone knows regardless Greenville, some people know, some don't, but it's growing tremendously. It's right in between both. They're actually building a six-lane highway from Charlotte to Georgia, and Greenville's right in the middle. So go to those areas that are growing. There's people wanting to go. There's areas to visit. And I kind of cheat a little bit. If I see a Starbucks or a Chick-fil-A coming, I know they spent millions on their research location already. But if they're going to be there, you know, there's there's probably a good reason into it. Like South Carolina, Woodruff. I've been mentioning Woodruff to some people for a while. And they're just like, wow, listen, a Starbucks was just built. 
I have Facebook and, you know, if you say certain words, they pop up. So there's a new BMW plant being built. There's a chip manufacturer being built that brings, I think, 650 jobs there. So that's an area I'm interested in and I'm using deal machine to send out leads and, you know, skip trace people, get their numbers and start calling, making offers. That's awesome. One of the things I love that you just mentioned is you're paying attention, which is huge. But the thing that you're doing that I want to say most people don't do is you actually take action on it and then follow through and commit. And that's what makes you successful and other people not so. And I just think that is so critical. So definitely kudos to you because that is incredible to hear. Um, it's a tough question, but what do you think the future holds? Where do you think things are going? I know, like you said, you're in North Carolina. It's an awesome area. It's booming. And I think that has a positive outlook, but what's your taste in general? I'm not going to focus on Carolina. I think in general, it's kind of like interest rates are going to go up and down no matter what. We can't control that, but people are always going to need somewhere to live. As long as you do your due diligence, make sure you're getting in the right areas, make sure you're making enough of an offer where both parties win. It doesn't matter interest rate being high or low, if you do things right and you time it correctly, you get your construction down, things like that, you're going to make money. You're going to grow. There's no, I'll wait a year. I'll wait two years. Just, just invest. If you're making money and it's positive, there's no better time than now. I mean, there's no reason to wait. And by the time you're done, there's going to be another excuse and another one, another one, just team up with people that know what they're doing, lower that risk, increase your profit, make sure everyone knows what they're doing on the same page and just be with those like-minded people that will push you to grow. I mean, that's what I started doing after these events. And my friends now are always challenging me to be better, grow better and do research. And you, know, you just got to put yourself in the right room. That's awesome. So do you think you definitely saw an impact from changing your friend group or the people you're around? Like how fast do you think that actually took place? So growing up with certain friends I've known them for over a decade, and don't get me wrong, they're still friends today, but they're not. Mm-hmm as close as the people I'm meeting now who have that same drive and that ambition and wanting to succeed. I like when someone says they're motivated to do something, that's great. I'd rather someone have that drive than the motivation. How many people go to a movie and are motivated to be a boxer because they feel pumped up after seeing Creed? (laughs) Two weeks later, it's gone. But if you have that drive, you want to be the best. You want to make sure you excel. You want to be there. That's always going to be there. You're always going to push for that. I'd rather be with those people that, hey, we lost this deal. Oh, well, let's go to the next one. What else can we get? I can't tell you how many people I know that they say they want something, but are they willing to do the work to get it? Yeah, that's so big good. Deal. I love that. I think one of the things that people don't talk about, and I'll be curious if you guys agree, but like when you take that transition, like you said, the friends you have are still your friends, but as you transition to a new crowd, that intermittent time is so weird and, you know, kind of lonely, kind of just uncertain because you're transitioning to this new crowd. You don't really know them. You're finding your way. Um, and then your old friends are there, but it's kind of weird. I don't know. And so I think that's one of the struggle points. A lot of people either go for the distance and make it or they fall back. And uh, I don't know, just something that people don't talk about that I think's definitely apparent. It's a scary transition, definitely. But the way I see it was I look back and some of my friends are still doing the same things they've always done. They complain about the nine to five. They complain about only taking one vacation a year. And, you know, they just always want more, but they won't do anything differently to get to that more. I can't tell you how many times I've missed a meal or I've been on my last few thousand, but I never gave up. I can fall all the time, but I'm not staying down. I'm going to get up and figure a way out of it. I spent nights at some flips to make sure it got done, meet a deadline. Praise will be here in four days. I've got to keep working, 
bring in more people. If you want a different life and a different outcome, you can't keep doing the same thing that hasn't been working. It's as simple as that, in my opinion. Amazing. Yeah, you guys both hit the nail on the head. And, and I mean, and it's it's definitely one of those interesting kind of transitional moments. And, and up to this date, still going through it, you know, to where you'll have a group of friends that you know, still friends, as we've all pointed out. But as you start to expand your circle to figure out where it is that you want to go, what drives you, what your motivation is, where your passion actually lies... I don't know about you guys, but my time then just gets focused. I get laser zoomed in and my phone will be blown up. I can check. I got 630 messages I still have to respond to. And, and it's no ill will to, to anyone. You know, it's no, it's just that I, unfortunately I, I can't always let's go turn up. Let's go do this. I just don't have the time right now. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's, it's one of those things that kind of comes with the territory, but at the I hate to say like grass is green on the other side, but I know where my views are. I know what my vision is. I know, see what I did there? And I know what it is that I want to get to. So I've got to continue down this path. And to Joao's point, it's all about networking, finding like-minded individuals and creating those win-win situations and scenarios. It's what can you bring to the table? What can they bring to the table? And let's complete this whole puzzle. And let's go ahead and move forward together amicably. I love it. Hats off to you, man, for discovering that so quickly, man. You are you are crushing it, dude. Right. When I go back home to visit and we all go to dinner, whatever the case is, talk about movies, video games, things like that. But when I go to these events, like the Bird 360, OPM, Multiplying Mastery Meetup, all these things, everyone in there has that goal of growing, scaling, buying commercial, buying hotels. Like these are like-minded individuals, so you just hit it off right away, and they become your family but also that motivation that hold you accountable to what you say you're going to do it's just crazy yeah absolutely absolutely nate hold on we gotta talk about the 630 messages because i did see your phone recently and there was over 200 on there and i almost had a heart attack then let alone 600 look look here uh yeah uh let's see i don't know if you guys can see it uh it, it greens out so <sighs> Missed calls at 22, emails 102,000, text messages 684. It's fine. It's fine. There's not enough time. It's all good. Don't worry about it. We're good. We're going to get to it. But I got deals to analyze right now, right? We're hiring you an admin effective tomorrow. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, why just send it back to me? This is not about me today, all right? Jeez. All right. Listen, listen. All right. We're going to transition to a fun segment here. We call it the point of view. We ask these to every guest. And so here we go. Cue the music, Nate. All right, here we go. All right, Joelle. What it's separates? It's not our music. <laughs> what separates top performing real estate investors from the rest of the crowd? Actually doing it. Actually pulling the trigger and doing what they say they're going to do. I mean, I everyone says they want to be rich. They want money. They want wealth. They want to have something, but not many are actually going to pull the trigger and do something. Love it. So next question, what's a daily habit that contributes to your success? I don't know if it contributes much, but I, I try to wake up every day at 6.30 a.m., 10 minutes to do my stretches and relax in the mind, just do workout, and then after working out, shower and getting the day started. I stay in bed all day and don't do anything, and I'm probably going to be lazy the rest of the day. One thing John Kasman told me in one of our last events, which I loved, was if your phone is next to your, your bed and it goes off, you're going to just reach over and grab it. 
charge it in the bathroom, charge it where somewhere where you have to physically get up to turn it off, then you're not going to want to get back in bed and start your day. So that was a good starting point to getting everything on the right path. Love that. Love that. Give me a piece of advice that you would give to yourself if you were starting again. To save myself years, network, team up, find people that are great at what you don't want to do or that you're not good at. Um, if I had, like today, I've got buddies that are wholesalers, buddies that can speak to brokers. I never could do that great. I team up with them like I do now. I can pick from deals in front of me versus getting whatever's left over. So teaming up with those right-minded individuals, making yourself stronger overall, just get in the right rooms pretty much. Amazing. Love it. So what is your favorite real estate or business book or books? If you've got a couple that you would recommend. Top, off the top of my head, my first book that changed everything for me was uh, Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. That was kind of the wake up call to you can do more than your nine to five. It doesn't matter who you are, or where you're from. If you have that drive, anyone can do it. Here's how to start the roadmap. That's my favorite book. And then after that, Think Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And then from there, just podcasts and like Bigger Pockets, things like that. And Nate has one as well. Nate Barger, there's so many different things and just listening to other people's experiences and trying to get ahead. If I would have read all these books and listened to all these podcasts, I could have saved years of wasted time or experience that I could have gained right away versus going through it. Yeah, love that. And I feel like that kind of contributes back to the coaching point that you mentioned and joining these networking groups or mastermind groups and whatever it may be, the podcast and just like that and having these coaches save so much time. So definitely agree. All right, last question. What is the biggest non-monetary benefit that you've gotten from investing? Biggest non-monetary? I'd say some freedom or I don't have to worry about asking for PTO or going to Mexico in two months or Thailand, whatever. I, my investments and everything got me to a point where I can spoil those around me. Like my parents came to this country lately and I was able to take my father to Italy, Greece and Rome last year without him paying a dime and be able to see him experience that. And we walked Machu Picchu for five days hiking but being able to provide and give back to my parents and my family through real estate and everything I've built through this has been amazing. It's awesome. Dude, I love that. So a couple of key takeaways. And I'm going to work backwards. First, I heard that we're all going on a trip to, to Mexico. Is, is this what I heard? In two months. In, in two months? Okay, sign me up. Let's go. It's going to be me, you, Joao, and Joao's dad. There you go. There it is. There it is. We got it. No, but in all seriousness, in all seriousness, this has been phenomenal. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for doing this. Coming from not fully grasping and understanding and trying to listen to other mentors to being able to sort of humble yourself to be able to say, yeah, I need help. I, I could definitely use some assistance to understand and set a roadmap the direction that I want to go to construction negotiating prices down because you decided to get yourself educated, reading the books, understanding the fundamentals that you need to be able to continue to stack it on top of one another, to be able to sit down and enter rooms, being an introvert, still deciding to step out, going to conferences, networking events, jumping on stuff like this. Dude, that is huge. I mean, you've, you've said it yourself, you know, your friends, other folks wouldn't even imagine you to be able to do this type of stuff, but you believe in yourself. 
and yet you're here. Dude, hats off to you. Salute to you, brother, man. This is amazing. I appreciate that. Amazing. Well, look, thank you so much for being here. Like Nate said, greatly appreciate it. And until next time, I'm sure we'll talk again. I just want to say one more thing, if possible. Of course. Anyone listening listening that's scared, doesn't want to dive in, doesn't want to try, I've got no issue anyone reaching out, asking questions. I'm sure you guys are the same way, showing them what errors we made, how to avoid them, and potentially teaming up together. That's what we're here for. We're here to help each other grow. None of us came from money. We're trying to get there, and we're going to build that overall. They want to be part of that ride reach out, let us know how we can help and team up together, learn from each other and grow from there. I mean, I'm all about paying it forward. So I know by us helping others, they're going to help someone else out and we're all going to get where we need to go. Absolutely. We'll make sure to put your info as well in the show notes and where to contact you. And that'll be awesome. awesome. Thanks guys. Amazing words. Couldn't have said it better myself. Well, until next time, everybody get home safe. See what I did there. Thank y'all so much. Joel. again, thank you, sir. You guys take care. Have a wonderful night. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to Views. If you enjoyed today's show, take a second to hit the like button. And if you haven't already, subscribe to our channel so you never miss an episode. Until next time, peace and love.